everyone, and welcome to the final episode of Debatable for the Year. If you are a first-time listener, this uh, is a podcast where we get stuck into the big issues, controversial topics, and unpopular opinions. But this episode is going to be a little different to how we usually do things. So after you've played this one, go back and listen to one of the 17 other episodes before you decide whether or not to subscribe to this podcast, okay? I thought this episode would be um, a great time to share what the 2020 experience has been like running ZFeed as a tiny media business. This is probably way more public and open than is advisable from a business point of view, but whatever, I'm sure there's like a Gary Vee quote that works here about showing your process or something like that. That's what I'm going to do. In a lot of ways, for ZFeed and for me personally, This has been the best year ever and close to one of the worst years ever. Uh, So I know I don't need to expand upon how 2020 was just objectively terrible, but it's been a really double-edged sword in ways that I think people outside of the media landscape like probably don't think about too much because, I mean, you haven't had to think about it and also there's been so many other things to deal with. For news businesses in particular, this year has just been so conflicting. I remember at the beginning of the year, uh, I was still working at Daily Mail Australia and I think we had like we'd hit some kind of like big milestone. It might have been 50% growth year on year and hit the top four or the top three rankings for the first time, something like that. And I distinctly remember saying to the managing director, Peter Holder, hi, Pete, if you're listening, I don't think you are, but hi. Um, I remember saying to Pete, how great it was and does he think that we'll be able to maintain it. This was like January or February, so uh, very early in the year and there had been so much coverage of the New South Wales bushfires. So Pete said to me at that time, while the milestone was really great, because that kind of traffic um, increase, because that big audience came off the back of a huge news event, it's not something that A, we like should expect to see happen again. And B, we don't want to see a big audience surge like that again because it means that something else really terrible has happened. Um, Now, obviously, I don't need to tell you what happened next in terms of news events, but what he said was correct in terms of the correlation to news and what that meant for media businesses. So Daily Mail Australia, after that, then went on to hit 10 million plus audience mark within a couple of months for the first time and was number one news sites for a few months there as well. So it's kind of all wrapped up in this idea that the news was bad, but the upshot for news media was really good. That's obviously oversimplifying it a lot, by the way. There's a lot of other factors that go into, you know, whether any kind of media business or the industry as a whole has a good year or a bad year. But in the plainest terms, Media businesses live and die by the audience size. So bad news is great for business. And, you know, looking back at the year, the same story is actually also true for ZFeed, even though I'm absolutely microscopic compared to the big news sites and microscopic compared to Daily Mail. But at the beginning of the year, I had around 900-ish followers on Instagram, an Instagram that I'd been running for like two years at that point. I had an ugly and a very amateur website that was being updated very infrequently, although I think that the content there was good. It was very inconsistent. Basically, it was all just kind of like ticking along very slowly, but consistently. And then George Floyd was killed by police in the States in May and the protests broke out. So I posted about 
that on Z Feed on the 31st of May and it went properly viral. I'm sure everybody listening to this saw that post. So from 900 followers at that time, I then grew to over 10,000 followers within five days. I got the swipe up links on my Instagram story, which I was very happy about. Uh, But the post itself also reached over 300,000 people and it was shared something like 50,000 times. I was researching something else at one point, like a couple of days later, and I found the post, like my Z feed post embedded in a BuzzFeed article. The whole thing was just wild. It was it was insane. Pierre and I would sit and look at the analytics on that post and on the Instagram account and just almost in disbelief, like watch them tick over and just keep going up and up and up. And we didn't know how long it would go for and when it would stop. Thanks to that one post. Z feed will end the year with a bit over 13,000 followers and it's an audience that I am unbelievably grateful for and excited by and at the beginning of the year there's no way that I thought I would have this number of people interested in what I'm creating and what I'm doing it just wasn't even that target wasn't even a thought in my mind but it's also been really conflicting to experience growth and that quote unquote success because of news events that have been just devastating for other people. In the interest of full transparency, although I'm sure this will be a surprise to very few people, on ZFeed, the engagement is a bit better on bad news, especially if that's political news, issues of social injustice, um, particularly it's about Indigenous issues. And it does weigh on me that the success of my brand is coming from harnessing issues that a lot of the time I'm not affected by at all. It's a strange place to sit and I don't know how I feel about it. I've had more than one tortured conversation with my boyfriend about, you know, George Floyd has essentially been the catalyst for me being able to turn Z Feed into a viable business or like at least getting it to a size that could make money, getting it to the precipice of being something very real and very tangible for me, something that I want. And it's fucking confusing. (laughs) It's really confusing. I'm still wrestling with it and, you know, I'll probably continue to try to get my head around this idea for the next 12 months coming and probably forever as I run a news business. But I mean, that is just the reality of news media. That's the business I'm choosing to be in. That's the business that I'm trying to change for the better, the landscape I'm trying to change for the better. Does the good that ZFeed has done outweigh the bad? The people around me tell me that that's the case, um, but I don't know. I think so and I hope so, but ultimately I don't really know. And when it comes to the metrics of ZFeed, the honest truth is that right now it makes no money. Truly, truly zero dollars. Um, unfortunately for me, One thing that I am genuinely so bad at is asking for money. I'm such a scaredy cat when it comes to asking for money, comes to doing the sales pitch. Like it's not, it's not because of unpreparedness. I I have a plan. I know how much I need to make per month to pay the bills. I have, you know, like the drop dead date when the savings that I've got is going to run out. I've got great ideas. I've got the plan. The commercial model is, is there on paper. It is rock solid. But over the past few months, past three months really, since I've been working on the business full time, I've just hated asking for money. It gives me the ick. Like no matter how many 
motivational self-help books or articles or like videos I watch about selling yourself and putting yourself out there and all the rest of it. This hurdle is just like a really difficult one for me to clear. And so that's going to be the biggest learning curve for me in 2021. My theme for the new year is going to be money, (laughs) not in like a gross or a greedy way, but more in the sense that I know that I need to be comfortable to ask for it, to put a figure on the undeniable value that ZP brings to people and to get my business to reach a point of genuine financial viability. Because I mean, like, is this, I, I don't think this will really feel real to me unless it is financially sustainable. That's a very exciting prospect. Like, even though I'm scared, to be honest with you, I feel really energized about finally having the chance to prove like what my idea of new media is worth and to to prove to the market and to test whether the industry knowledge that I have is going where I think it's going. I'm super excited by that. In the process of doing all that, I know I'm going to have to continue working on some of my own personal issues around work and value and worthiness, which is daunting, but I think I've already kind of started doing that work this year Um, and it's probably always going to be a work in progress. I don't think any of us, I think it's a fallacy to look at other people and think they have it all figured out and to think that things come so easily and the success is just like a constantly flowing river because it's not. I've suffered some really ugly comparison anxiety this year. I don't know if that's the official term, but it's what feels most accurate for what I've experienced in those moments where I felt like Z-Feed didn't and still doesn't measure up to some of the incredible small businesses that sit in the same field. And I'm going to name check these brands that have made me kind of feel this way because I think they're awesome businesses and that's why they've kind of made me feel bad. And so you should definitely check them out. So there is Centennial Beauty, a beauty and viral culture publication started by two girls that I would actually now call friends, Lauren and Geordie. They started Centennial uh, about a year ago and they already have like insane online traffic numbers. I'm talking like close to what some established media organizations and news sites are probably getting. Obviously not my numbers to disclose, but they're doing just an incredible, incredible job. And then there is The Daily Oz, an Instagram news account that I'm sure most of you listening already follow. So they've grown by like 50,000 followers, probably even more than that, in less than a year. Sam and Zara, who run the account, are just both very smart, very kind, hardworking people. And they believe in a lot of the same things that I do about the future of the news and the future of the world. And then, as always... Tommy and Josh from Big Media Company, aka The Daily Talk Show, who just have a consistency and stamina that I think I could only dream of. I'm not even sure if I dream of having the same kind of work ethic that these guys do. They've now reached like well over 1 million podcast downloads. They've actually built this year an entire network of podcasts and those ad dollars are starting to roll in. You just absolutely love to see it. And that's the thing. These are businesses I genuinely just think are so cool and I want to see these people succeed. But I mean, of course, I'm going to have some hectic self-doubt and anxiety when like this is the caliber of my peers. This is what they're achieving. And 
I think it's kind of in my nature and, and maybe it's in a lot of our nature to look at what we're doing and think that it's not enough. Truthfully, it has been a real struggle this year and it's not something I'm super proud of. It's not very empowered of me, um, but, you know, I need to keep working on it. So to ditch my comparison habit, I think the priority for me in 2021 is to really just stay very true to what makes Seafeed unique and what it is good at, which is explaining the news. So not reporting, not breaking news, but explaining the context and why it even matters for you to know these things. So, you know, like lots of entrepreneurs will like give, they keep giving that one piece of advice that says, find your why, what is your why, as in like the why for creating your business. I think I'm going to do kind of a twist on that. So in 2021, I'm going to ask why of every single story that Zfeed produces. What is the reason why this happened? Why is it important? I think there's just so much noise out there. We're probably already getting like hit over the head with what happens when it happens. The stream of news is just constant and overwhelming. So for me, I think it makes sense for Zfeed to just go all in on the why. I'm kind of placing a bet that this will be the key to stabilized, sustained growth on all of Zfeed's platforms into financial growth. Um, so that's the bet I'm making. Hopefully in 12 months time, I'll record another like annual reflection episode. That would be cool. Like maybe I should do one of these every year. I really forget to be patient sometimes. Like I said, I've been running the Instagram account for two years, but I've only really had three months of focusing on Zfeed as an actual business. And honestly, like when you put it like that, it's insane that I even think I would be any further along. <laughs> in that time frame but you know we're all our worst critics I will say though that the magic of Zfeed in the past months has been from the ambitious conversations that I've just had with all of you in Instagram DMs and comment threads I just feel so insanely privileged that like so many people actually share their big thinking with me like stuff that they probably or they may not have even shared with like their friends or their families things that they really think deeply about and that they trust me with those thoughts I think what my brand lacks in size right now is definitely more than made up for in sincerity and earnestness Zfeed's voice is essentially my voice and I'll never get over how rewarding it is to see that strike a chord with other people. Regardless of whether they agree or disagree, I think for the most part, people have been like really willing to come to the party and get stuck into this stuff in a really respectful way. And it's kind of exciting to watch, especially as it feels like the rest of the world is falling into a really polarized discourse with a wide gap in the middle. Like I, I feel it's almost luck, but it's also intentional that I've created a space that kind of fills that need right in the middle. I'm actually kind of sad that I've had to dial back some of the interaction with followers a little bit in the past couple of months um, just for my own sanity and to create a bit of emotional distance for myself. I'm trying not to intertwine me and the business like me, Crystal, and Z Feed the business too closely, um, which is much easier said than done when you are a one-person band founder, writer, social media manager, sales director, like all the rest of it. It's hard. So hopefully I can find a better balance of that in the new year because really I think those interactions have really made the business what it is and have really cultivated what I think is a really deep sense of trust between Zfeed and its audience. 
Okay, well, this feels like a relatively positive place to end this rambling, reflective kind of episode, but I hope it was interesting. And just thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you so, so much for listening to the podcast, for supporting ZFeed this year. Every download, every page view, every like, comment, share, it has all just meant the world to me and it keeps me going. So thank you and I'm so looking forward to tackling all of the big stuff again in 2021.